Hey guys, Ivor Margerison here, and today's episode is brought to you by Project Postcard. You want to write more postcards, your friends want to get more postcards, but you don't know where to start. That's where the Project Postcard booklet comes in with 20 prompted postcards to help kickstart your creativity. Of course, this is shameless self-promotion since I am actually a co-creator of the book. With that being said, projectpostcard.org. Let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Do New Podcast. <laughs> do new all right guys so today i'm here with paul vaughn and we are going to be discussing larping uh before we get into it paul thanks for coming on the show yeah thanks for inviting me so uh so larping now i think we're gonna have to start at a very rudimentary level for a lot of people i think a lot of people saw the paul rudd movie role models and i think that's the basis for larping that a lot of people have so let's just start in the very beginning the kind of larping that you're doing how realistic is it compared to role models? Like, how well did that movie do to portray LARPing? I mean, I I, I got to say I love that movie. Paul Rudd's awesome. But uh, <laughs> it, it's not at all true to the type of LARPing that I think most people do. Um, so first off, uh, my game, you know, the weapons are more focused on safety than realism. Um, and there, there tends to be more, more realism to the way you portray yourself. You know, we're, we're not all, you know, haughty and these and those, you know, we're, we're normal people that like to go out and play. Um, you know, there are lots of other LARPs out there, which it might be a little bit closer to, but even them, I think it portrays it in a little bit more of a kind of laughing stock, um, Gotcha. Okay. Light rather rather than treats it with the respect that it deserves. That's kind of a disappointment for me. I kind of feel like the old English and really getting into it was kind of the, the appeal. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I guess I understand that there has to be like kind of a more uh, practical approach to it. So when you guys are out there, when you're out there LARPing, break it down for us if we have no idea. I mean, you, you have foam weapons and you're there's two teams versus each other. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it is two teams versus each other. The type of LARPing that I do is kind of categorized as battle gaming, mostly. So, you know, the focus on it really is fighting other people. Um, you know, we tend to use classes. So, you know, I might come out as a wizard or an assassin. And I've got special abilities, um, you know, usually verbal type abilities where I point at someone and I say something or I touch someone and I say something. Got it. Uh, but a good portion of the rest of the combat is, you know, just melee combat. Uh, there are archers who actually use legal, safe, foam-padded arrows. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's, that's really a lot of people's draw to it, I think. I know some people who, you know, almost never want to touch a sword, but they, they do love shooting people. Yeah, and that's, that's interesting. one of the things you can do at a lot of groups. Interesting. And so you guys, you go out into a park, or wh where do you guys normally go, uh, meet up and do this? So the group I normally go to, and most other uh, Amped Guard groups anyways, um, mostly meet up weekly at some local public park. Okay. Sometimes so they'll also do like a weekday martial fighting only, no magic, no classes, just, just sort of base combat sort of practice. But the majority of it is done at a public park usually. Okay, gotcha. There's so many different directions I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep. Uh, okay, yeah. so what is Amp Guard? You said your group, Amp Guard group, is yeah. that a style? Amped Guard is the particular game that I play. So, oh, okay. it, so it's a, one of a few different battle gaming LARPs. Gotcha. And so, and so within the games, for people who are really outside of it, I can assume that some of these different games have different classes, maybe a different story, different characters that you're taking on and roles that you're playing. Is that kind of how that works? Yeah. And in fact, uh, Amped Guard is kind of in the middle of this kind of weird spectrum where on one side you've got really, really combat heavy where there isn't any magic at all. 
Um, and then on the other hand, you've got really light combat, very magic, very ability, very role play centric. And Amtgard kind of positions itself kind of in the middle of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let's get into, let's talk a little bit about the actual, the, the physical combat side of it. Now, when I was little and we would have bat fights, we got like <laughs> wiffle ball bats and we would hit each other. If you got hit in the leg, you couldn't use that leg anymore. Yep. Is that is that how is I mean I know and I know we're generalizing a lot. There's all yeah, sorts yeah. of different styles, but is that a common practice for like the physical combat side? Definitely, yeah. Some will use a more hit point focused thing, but Amped Guard and a lot of the battle gaming type LARPs will be, you know, you get hit in the leg, your leg's gone. You get hit in the arm, your arm's gone. Gotcha. Um you lose two limbs and you're dead, or a single shot to the chest and you're dead. That's that's the basis of of how a lot of them go. Okay. And so, and so I, I, spo- I suppose like a weekly meetup compared to, I know there's some big games, right? Like mm-hmm. once a year, yeah. everyone shows up. Now with those big ones, if you take an arrow to the heart early on, you're, you're back at the RV drinking beer or how, how does it, <laughs> how does that work? Well, a lot of games, uh, especially battle games, you're not going to have just one life in an individual uh, okay. game. Um, you know, you might have infinite lives and, you know, spawn every 120 seconds after you die or something similar to that. There, there definitely are some games or some scenarios where, you know, you die, you're out for the rest of that game. But, you know, there's usually multiple games if you're having a big event. Okay. You know, like that. that makes sense. That makes sense. And it seems like the kind of a little bit of the research that I've done on it, it, I would, it's less like battle Royale, like 50 versus 50 last <laughs> yeah. guy standing wins. And it's more of like, I'm a character we have, there's like objectives and uh, kind of like a, almost like theater kind of like you have a specific role that you're playing and it, your character has a backstory. Is that how yours is kind of done? Well, the the theatrics of it uh, tend to be kind of downplayed within Amped Guard and some of the other more battle gaming type LARPs. Okay. But, you know, if you get into some of the really role play heavy LARPs, and that's absolutely true, you know, you're you're a character, you're playing that character. Some of the times you're expected to play that character from sun up to sundown, and, you know, they might even, you know, come attack you in your cabin sort of thing. Oh, okay. But, so like an know, overnight, it, it really, it's like, oh, like, a, like yeah. an overnight, like a whole weekend, like Friday to Sunday kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. There definitely are some that are exactly crazy, that. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's cool. And so I guess in general, we probably should have gotten to it earlier on. But when you talk about LARPing um, as kind of the large umbrella uh, topic from mm-hmm. there, you can kind of break down. There's maybe role play heavy where it's very kind mm-hmm. of theatric. There's more uh, battle based. Maybe, and then from there, uh, there's I guess you have different like cultures because there's some that are like apocalyptic setups mm-hmm. and there's some that yeah. are medieval is that are those the two primary ones? Th- those are definitely, I think, the most common. Uh, you've got apocalyptic and you've got medieval. There's also some sci-fi ones out there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, like for example, there's a battle game. There's a uh, there's a Star Wars game. Oh, cool. Um, okay. There, there, there are definitely some that are very centered around like a specific franchise. I think uh, Star Star Wars is probably the most obvious example. Right. I believe there's a Lord of the Ring one, uh, one as well. You know, so like that one sense. that you kind of expect, you know, like an epic storyline, lots of combat, that sort of thing. There's a decent chance there's some sort of large that some people are playing out there somewhere doing interesting yeah the apocalypse one was one of us when i was googling in colorado i think it's one weekend a year and everyone shows up and it's so it's basically like the world tomorrow without electricity i guess and i'm not sure how much like combat is involved or if it's more of like survival i don't really know have you ever done an apocalypse one before I don't, but a lot of my very close friends have uh, regularly. There's there's one up here in my area um, called Dystopia Rising, which is more of a monthly thing. You pay, I think, like fifty dollars. You get in for the weekend, and you know there's like a plot that is actually developed by a oh team. wow 
Wow. That you know they run they run this this dedicated group. They wow, go for once like a month, month. huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I mean you don't have to be there every month, oh, yeah, but yeah. that's 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 often they run it. That's that's interesting. And so for the apocalypse ones, is it is it still combat? Or are you still because it's not swords, right? So is there combat involved in those ones? I'm just I'm just curious how they play out. With a lot of those, actually, you do get some sword play, but it's more nerf guns. Oh, um, nerf guns. Ah, yeah. I didn't they'll, think they'll, about that. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they'll take uh, not even necessarily always nerf guns, but you know that that general style of gun, and they'll they'll kind of uh, paint them and make them look more like the type of gun that you'd have in a post-apocalyptic future. Right. Cool. I didn't think about. Yeah. I guess I always think of the the foam swords. Like I said, I'm very everything. Most of the things I know are based on role models and a little bit of Google. <laughs> so I think of the foam swords. So when with your groups and the things you're doing, uh, is it so a plastic thing kind of tipped in foam? something like that obviously pretty safe now are there groups that that do like metal swords that are blunted and wear armor and stuff uh yeah absolutely so um there, there's some that aren't really even larps at all they're literally just like people practicing and fighting <laughs> there's uh historical european martial arts is literally it's it's just like you know a karate class or jujitsu yep, that's actually they're wearing, they're wearing armor and they've got metal swords um and then you get into kind of more larpy more cultural uh um reenactment with the society for creative anachronism or sca which is probably you know if if you've heard of a larp for a lot of people it's the sca um some people there kind of even say that they're not a larp they're they're a recreation society um so it's kind of up for debate but you know what's sca it's society for creative anachronism okay okay got you got you okay yeah and mostly what they're fighting with is actually rattan sticks which is you know basically as hard as metal but you know um and they're they're definitely using metal armor my brother is actually really big into the sca in fact Interesting. Yeah. So I'd heard of, um, you know, on, on my list of different things that I'm trying to cover, the European martial arts is one that kind of stood out to me, basically uh, sword fighting classes. But I hadn't thought about that. So there's people that kind of blur that with the LARPing side of it. And they yeah, absolutely. So, so they're out there like hitting and that, that that like hurts. Like if you get hit like between your pads or whatever, that would hurt, right? <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, I mean there, there's not even you're not even required to have full coverage and padding everywhere. Like a lot of them, they don't require that you wear padding below the knees or, you know, on the back because you're not allowed to hit there. But mistakes happen and people do sometimes get hit there. So, yeah, with with a game like that, there there's definitely a higher, higher chance to get, you know, some really bad bruises. I don't <laughs> I don't think I know of anyone who's got like, you know, really serious, like broken bones or anything. But yeah. you're definitely going to get a bit more bruise doing a thing like that. Interesting. So it ups the ante a little bit. OK, that's interesting. Oh. <laughs> now, so so LARPing in general, uh, how long have you been in the, the, the scene of LARPing? So I originally started for about half a year back when I was in like middle school. Um, Couldn't keep playing because my family wasn't able to keep me playing. And then back when I was 18, I came back and I've been playing since then. I'm 33 now as of a few days. So, you know, I've, it's, it's been a big part of my life. That's, for yeah, that's, that's quite the journey. And, and you've been uh, mostly LARPing out in kind of the Oregon area. So is, have you, have you gotten, how is the, the rise, the popularity of it? Uh, how is it, you know, you've seen it change over a long period of time, more popular, less popular. What would you say? You know, it kind of uh, waxes and wanes a little bit. You get some groups that get really big upshots of attendance and then their attendance drops down. Yeah. Um, We've we've got a group in Salem that regularly every week they've got you know thirty to fifty people oh, wow. um, on an almost weekly basis. Um, we've got another group, um, you know, that's 
you know, pushing five. So okay. it, it, it really, it really varies depending on which group you go to, how, how enthusiastic and, um, such the, the, you and the players and the leadership there are. Well, and I could see, you know, organize, you would think would be kind of an area that would, that would have, you know, a good scene for it. Is it, is Oregon kind of known for their LARPing scene or what, what are kind of the hot spots in America for it? You wouldn't really expect it, but Texas is actually like huh. the biggest hotbed. Um, it's it's where my game actually was originally formed, and it's where uh, some of the biggest and most well known groups are, where the best fight, where some of the best fighters in all of the country are, where you know some of the biggest events are. So like uh, Texas, uh, New uh, New Mexico, Arizona, okay. that region is actually really uh, really Thank dense. You. Huh. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. I guess I wouldn't have yeah. known where to guess. But and so <laughs> right there, you really caught my attention. The, some of the best fighters. So yeah. there are like, I mean, like anything like a sport or whatever. There's people who with a foam sword, like can't be touched and kill oh, everybody. Is that the idea? Yeah, and at least in my game, you know, you you That's get awesome. you get awarded for that, you know, kind of like a white belt, black belt, etc. So you know, uh, you might get orders of the warrior, and once you've got up to a certain amount of them, you could be knighted. Um, oh, with wow. particularly the knight of the sword is the the path of the really good fighters so if you see a guy with a white belt with a silver trim on it you know that guy is gonna mess you up oh my gosh that's awesome i like i I thought this was way i mean obviously like most things when you look from the outside you think it's much more simple than it really (laughs) i mean i guess but that is i love that that's awesome that makes me so i gotta get out there i want to find out so what's the top what's the top like belt in for that uh, so basically th- th- there's one belt, either, either you're belted as a knight. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you can choose to take people under you. Uh, I, for example, have, I am a squire of a sword knight. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's like probably, I think in his late fifties or sixties, but he is, he is still very difficult for even me to beat. And, um, so other than that, there are other belts for, um, other, other pursuits. Gotcha. Uh, for example, if you're really, you know, useful and you help out a lot, you might be a knight of the, uh, knight of the flame. Um, if you step up and do really well in leadership, um, you might be made a knight of the crown. And then the other one is a knight of the serpent for people who excel in arts and crafts and, you know, making really good stuff. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Because let's, yeah, so let's talk about that. So, so this, yeah. the gear side of it, and I think that's kind of what, what I'm hesitant about showing up somewhere and playing because people, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's different levels, but some people take it very seriously and they have very cool costumes and weapons. So I obviously a lot of time and energy goes into that. What's the process for someone who's new? So that's definitely going to vary from group to group. Again, uh, a lot of groups might have loner, uh, at least loner gear. So you've at least got a sword and maybe a shield or a couple swords or whatever to fight with. Um, a lot of times they'll be pretty lenient as to how well dressed you are. Um, if you're doing anything other than amped guard, definitely check with them, you know, cause some of them will be okay with you bringing shorts and a t-shirt out and maybe oh, they'll, won't, they'll, so, some won't yeah, be some, okay with some that. Absolutely. Some absolutely will require that you have like a minimum level of garb. Wow. Um, so that's that's really going to vary from uh, LARP to LARP. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay, for beginners, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I mean, so someone who is interested in it, getting out yeah. there, uh, I guess like most things, you get online, meetups, Facebook, those sorts of things. You find a local group and then just reach out to them and kind of see what the what the gear protocol or what their protocol is for beginners. And I assume that's an av- like a normal thing for beginners to be reaching out. So it must be, I mean, is the community pretty welcoming? Obviously, they're all different, but beginners showing up must be something that happens, right? 
Yeah, I mean, if a beginner doesn't show up, then your game doesn't keep going because <laughs> people get old, people move away. Right. You know, you you need you need those new people to keep your game chugging along. Okay. So yeah, you got to be welcoming. You got to be accommodating. Um, you know, if if someone doesn't have money to buy garb, maybe you can make a deal with them. If if someone doesn't know the rules and needs a mentor, you can help them out. Okay. Uh-huh. I so guess so a, yeah, yeah, the community definitely needs to kind of keep keep the new players interested and in wanting to play. I think, yeah, and I guess that's an important part of it. And you know, when, when I, I played paintball for a long time, and I saw an issue was like we'd we'd show up on Sundays to to practice, like my team, and the new kids would show up, and it was very is very common at paintball fields for the new kids to just kind of get stomped on by and then they didn't come again and we didn't really realize you know what that was doing to our sport you know because we were like young stupid teenagers but and i get like you said though i guess that kind of weeds itself out the groups that are nice to beginners last and the ones that aren't don't (laughs) so i guess you know it's kind of just trial by fire in that sense yeah, and there's definitely other factors that affect how well a group lasts. But if you don't have, you know, welcoming, friendly, helpful members, right. then that's that's a really big problem. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that, it definitely sounds a little intimidating, I think, to a lot of people. It just it's very foreign. You know, it's something that is very unfamiliar in a lot of ways. But but yeah, like 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 anything, I guess I can't speak credit to it yet. This is still on my to do list. But I'm excited to get out there. Do you have? Do you have any specific? Rem- uh, recommendations when i'm looking for a group if i was in oregon obviously i'd just come hang out with you but uh, <laughs> when, I, when i'm googling like specific words or specific types of games that i should be looking for uh well it definitely depends on what you're really looking for if you if you want to get out there and hit some dudes <laughs> um you know amped guard i keep mentioning okay amped guard, yeah. but so on other other battle game focused games there's also bellagarth oh, there's a uh, dagger here which is like d-a-g-o-h-i-r you'd never know how it's spelled unless i spelled it um and then you know kind of moving towards the other side of the spectrum we've already got uh, dystopia rising which is you know oh, the one right, that i yeah. mentioned um, so that's a more post-apocalyptic lighter combat more role play you've also got dying light which i think was actually a game that they kind of modified into a larp you've got star wars um, and if you want probably like the most immersive, you know, crazy experience that's that's just going to blow your mind, um, you could check out Bickling, which is a one year event they hold up in Canada um, where they have like their they have they have a city, basically an entire town uh, specifically made to look kind of like a medieval town really? that people show up for a week. And, you know, you've got to have like this great garb and like the, the level of immersion is just off the charts, Whoa. but it costs a lot more to, you know, get there yeah. and have equipment and all that. And what's that, what's that one called? It's called Bickeline. I think that's the one, man. I'm going right for the top. I'm heading to Bickeline. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, if you look at their pictures, you watch some videos, it's like, this is, this is about as real as you can get in North America. <laughs> okay, I'm into it. Now, Now that's kind of an interesting thing. We'll kind of wrap things up here. But yeah. is it, how is, what's the international scene like? Obviously, Canada has a big game, but what's the rest of, uh, you know, other countries like? You know, Europe um, in particular is is really big on LARPing and they take it really seriously over there. So like the, the kind of thing that you'd get at Bickeline is is actually a lot more common over there. Oh, really? Um, if, if you even just, you know, do a quick Google search for European LARP, uh, the kind they, they tend to be overall uh, from at least what i've seen they tend to be a bit heavier and a little bit more on the realism side as as opposed to the safety side but you know it's real cool to watch cool cool okay well good yeah good to know so europe's the place i'm in the wrong country for my larp scene all right me me too (laughs) we're both born in the wrong country (laughs) so and just so just finally to kind of wrap things up here people are in the Uh oregon area what's what's the group what's your group that you guys you're with if someone wanted to come out and join you guys 
So my group is a local holding in Oregon City called Dragon's Forge. Um, you could find them on Facebook, okay. uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Dragon's Forge with an S, no apostrophe. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, cool, cool. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll get my way out to Oregon first and we can do a little warm up before I go up to Canada for the big one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Well, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, again, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Again, guys, that was Paul Vaughn. If you are looking for more information about LARPing, head over to LARPing.org. It's a great online resource with information that covers the entire country. If you are interested more about the Do New Project, remember that I am on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, videos, and other stuff going on. With that being said, I'm always looking for new activities, new people to bring on the podcast. So if you have any ideas for me, drop me a line over at do new.org. Hey.